There he is. So we're already recording because this will go on the dirty sheets. They get a little extra. So. So what's wrong with you now, sickly? This is flu, but this is just because I was away for days and just not fucking... Around too many people. Stephen, probably. I just had stuff to get on with. I never mm. got better while I was out. I actually got sick while I was out, but it was worse to it. When I got home and had that first fucking sleep I didn't have to get up for, I ended up sleeping until like two in the afternoon. Jeez. <laughs> I just made, that just made me feel worse. So. Yeah, the good old days of sleeping forever. All right. You want to hit uh, record on your end, and I will start this show, and we will wing it. Let me put like... Uh, Something to hold my phone up. Okay. What is that going to be there? You got to change your uh, your handle. It's wrong. K100 Informer. You see me going back and forth with this guy yelling about you? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I... It's so stupid. And the guy goes, so who cares if he was uh, first and right? He has no credibility. I go, what, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I said, so if I had people on the inside because you don't know who I am, it means it's not the first person to have it out it makes no fucking sense. I just think you're blacklisted and that's the pretty much it. I think they all get together to ignore you and that's it. Which makes the whole thing pointless. It, it really is fucking unbelievable. It really is. It's fucking startling. I'm like the New York Post. <laughs> you had it weeks ago. And I'm like, here, oh, that guy's a goof. He has no fucking reliability. Uh, it's timestamped three weeks ago on here. It doesn't matter. Nobody knows who he. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck. I'm like, and I talk to them normal because then you could debate someone and they could be just a fool. You're like, it's like I, what the fuck? Make no fucking sense. All right. <clears throat> Hit that thing when you're ready. Twenty-five minutes, we're out. Really should like grab a hat or something. Let's see. What is that? What's the thing called? Is it just called elimination chamber? Yeah. Chamber. Side of my head is this? Oh, it's this side. All right. Okay, I have everything here. So, all right. Are you ready? I'm just gonna so I just stay like this. I'm just, I look sicker. Just, okay. Put on some sunglasses. Mm. All right, go for it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the I Told You So Show. I mean, it's the Wrestling Informer. This is where we give you all the information that is always right, and you're always getting ahead of the game if you watch this show, which recently they just said, oh, guess what? Breaking news, The Undertaker's going in the Hall of Fame. Well, if you scroll back three weeks, you would have known it from this show. I'm Cab Manning. I am from the Lingus Mafia podcast. All of my nonsense, of course, is at Lingus Mafia. And I'm joined by your supermodel slash wrestling informer. That is the glorious Mr. Billy Botti. How are you, Billy Boy? It's been I'm, a week. Uh, I feel terrible today. Well, um, in, um, <laughs> in that case, we should just get on with the show so you can go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I've, I've missed the um, informer show. I've missed the... the the K100 show twice. Oh. Yesterday, I just yesterday I was supposed to be on at um, midnight, and I went to sleep falling. I went to sleep falling. I f fell asleep watching <laughs> Do 
I see what I'm there. I'm so disoriented. I fell asleep watching Dynamite and then never got up. But get this. So this is a legit text I sent to Joe. And it's not like one of those excuses where it's just bullshit. Yeah. He went to me, uh, link, I've got here, link sent. You're good for tomorrow instead when they realized I wasn't going to wake up. <laughs> and then when I did wake up, this is, the, this is genuinely what happened. And I sent him a text explaining. I was like, Jesus, I don't know what happened last night. I have flu. So I ended up falling asleep, but I did wake up at one point to reply to Disco to say I was coming on, right? Oh, God. Then, then I fell back asleep and literally must have had a dream or a hallucination that I was doing the show. And I generally thought I'd done it when I woke up. Good Lord. So, <laughs> like, I woke up thinking, oh, shit. Like, I was half awake because I, oh, shit, I've got to do the show. I've got to do the show. But... It was like, I know I put my head back down. I was like, right, okay, rest for two more minutes and have like a big, you know, you big can never jump do up that. And, yeah. But I think during that, like, lie back down and rest for two more minutes and then get up and do the show, I think I dreamt about doing the show, yeah. if that makes sense. And I genuinely, but it was one of those hallucinogenic, like, dreams where I was convinced, okay, I've done this. I did the show last night when I yeah, went hallucination up. for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So you know, and I know about you because we we've done this before, where you have fallen asleep, and we were supposed to do shows, and even just today, when you said fifteen minutes, I, I I'd fallen asleep earlier. Give me fifteen minutes, and I'll be, and I'm like waiting, and I go, that motherfucker fell asleep again. I know he fell asleep again, and I'm like, why do I get all the computer ready? Because I'm like, I shouldn't do it until he messages me again. So I'm like, oh okay. Um, so then I called you and you were like, up. Oh, I said, oh my God, I'm so shocked. So, but so I'm one of these people that sleep five, five, six hours a night and always manage to like, and get through pretty easily with it as well. It never bothers me. I don't and know how. These like, but if I have any time where I get sick or I don't feel right or whatever, then I just can't get up. Like I just, I just can't get up as well, at all. Tomorrow I'll do the thing where, I'll get back on the routine. Like sometimes I get on vitamins, like multivitamins, vitamin D, all this kind. You of call stuff them vitamins I'm... over there? You call them vitamins? Yeah. Like, you really emphasize the A, I know. And and then like I go on that little kick, and then I start to feel a lot better. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, that's that's just shit that you forget to do. All these patterns of taking vitamins or eating perfectly or. Um, drinking drinking two liters of water once i once i break those once i have that day where i mean oh shit i forgot like it always ends up being like four or five days of bad eating no vitamins um letting my letting my piss go like really dark before i realize <laughs> oh shit i haven't drunk enough water yeah so you know there's another word i wanted to ask you and i'm like how do i i other than sending him a, a text of try to pronounce this what do you call uh, the full name for lab? Lab? Yeah. What's the full name of lab? Like where they laboratory. make chemicals and stuff like that. Laboratory. You call it laboratory? Yeah, laboratory. Yeah. yeah. See, I heard an English guy say that, and he was saying laboratory, and I was like, that is interesting because it's laboratory here. <laughs> I'm like, laboratory sounds like, you know, Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> it's all that stuff with the A, isn't it, always? Yeah, I mean, you guys say tomato as well. I will have tomato. tomato. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get to some information. Right off the bat, I asked, somebody uh, had messaged me, and they said, what is the deal with Cody Rhodes? And I said, um, that'll be the first question I ask, and I'll find out. I'm trying to find the guy's name just to give him some credit. Uh, Pro Wrestling Overtime. That's who uh, asked. Um, so, yes, uh what is the word with Cody Rhodes? I said, I haven't talked to you about it. It'll be the first thing I ask. A lot of people think it's BS. Uh, Bully Ray thinks it's BS. And I saw someone say, here's some information that makes me think it is. And they circled like the time and date that all those things were posted, which to me, that doesn't show anything other than they coordinated. All right, AEW, you could release your statement and we'll release our statement. So they all did it at the same time. They were a minute apart or whatever. So... Um, do you think this is a work? Cause it does seem, it is one of those odd things, but when you hear quote unquote, hear from sources that WWE is interested in want to have him, unless that's completely made up, then you would think it would be true. 
Yeah. Um, it's not completely made up. The WWE, the WWE are interested in, in bringing him in. Um, there's actually ideas in terms of how, how, how they would bring him in as well. I'm guessing so, day after WrestleMania, if it did happen. Uh, yeah, I would think that would be something that reboots the day after day after WrestleMania. But well, we knew this this contract was coming up, and once they start to mention it on TV, the assumption is that it would get resolved. But WWE and I and I didn't even bother doing it as a story because I did the Moxley one, um, which people will forget about when it happens. Um, but I did <laughs> you the, never said I did, anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the Moxley one because I felt like that was. That one had a greater chance of happening. He doesn't have that business relationship with AEW. Um, he has an expensive contract. He has friends in WWE. They've already made an active offer to him to to come back and do like a, a cameo whilst under the AEW contract. But it was a case of, we'll let Jericho go there, but we don't want to let Moxley go there. So you, the, the fact that all this stuff is already happening means that Moxley was worth talking about. With Cody, I think the assumption was the same as everybody that it was going to happen. Now, the thing with the the statement, WWE knew, and I knew the day before, that the the, the statement was was going to come out at that time. And that's not that's not anything to do with it being a work because Twitter allows you to post a tweet at a certain time, the same way that Patreon allows you to put up a post at a certain time. And when you choose 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, it never goes out on time. Like, it never goes out on the dot. It basically goes out approximately within 10 minutes of that time. But I, I don't know if it's a case of um, so many tweets are going out at that time or, or, or whether it's, you know, where people are using that facility in that way. But, yeah, I mean, it's the same on Patreon as well. Whenever I set a post to come out at, like, 12 o'clock or anything on the hour, it's always, like, one minute past, two minute past. Uh, and that includes, like, when you're going for your 30s, like, you know, 10, 20, 10, 10 30, 11, 30, whatever. So I wouldn't read anything into that at all. I mean, it could have been coordinated for them to all do it at 10. And they just was like, you know, shit, we need to, you know, we need to send our tweet now. And just took them a couple of minutes to get set up. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't there. But, like, I, I do know it doesn't mean anything. Because I do know the, the true story is, is that they're expecting to come in. Because you can't work... In, it, within this company, it's not the type of company that are going to work everybody else there. Like Tony Khan's not the type of person who's going to work his own his own people. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, with WWE, it would be a case of if they're if they're used in this way to enhance a television story or whatnot, then he would never be able to go back there. And he still has a, a relationship with them where they do like the the Dusty Cup and. He's paid like Dusty Roses, like royalties, etc. Mm. And yeah, there's never been like a major falling out at all. It seems um, like it though when he comes out there with the shovel stuff, and you know, he constantly takes shots. It seems. But what have the shots been other than uh, more a Triple than, H? I guess. I, I don't think Triple H was responsible for creating Stardust. Or, 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 any, or anything like that. So you got to give why. him credit. He took that Stardust as, as bad as it could have been even. It, he put all he had into it. He didn't just crawl into a hole and go, oh, I'll, I have to do this. That He went for it. And, you know, it was fine for what it was. I mean, it was what it was. I, I enjoyed dashing Dusty Rhodes, or dashing Cody Rhodes, to tell you the truth. But. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be any of those two. Uh, he's going to be a straight up character the thing is is that uh, it's a it's a it's a confusing one with the with within the within the household because my understanding was is that she had a she had a role there um she was she was popular with with talent more popular than him mm. and she wanted to stay there that mm. he, he's generally what my understanding is the way that he's looked upon by the television audience Whereas, I mean, you could say it's 50-50. It's not. It's got to the point where it's 75% of people don't like him or want him to turn heel or whatever it is. It's the same way backstage where there's, there's certain people that like him. If you remember a few years ago with the story about how he treated um, a runner like really a, a really badly, an employee really badly, um, and he came out and spoke about it and how he said, like, you couldn't make eye contact with Cody Rhodes mm -hmm. and he was a real dick to everyone and 
yeah, that, that, that there's stuff like that around where there are, there are half the people that are really cool with him. There are half the people that like him. Um, he hasn't had a say over creative. And the, the same goes for the Young Bucks and, and, and Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega originally had um, a big, big say over the direction of the women's division and was going to be in charge of training them and booking them and laying out matches, etc. And everybody's roles out of that, out of that, um, out of that quartet has kind of dwindled over the last couple of years as Tony's done it more. And that's not really what Cody wanted to do. I mean, if you even look as much as this, I don't know what the long-term booking of was him not winning or challenging for the world title, but the long-term booking normally of not being able to challenge for the world title is finding a way to challenge for the world title. And yeah, win. it's like so, retirement stuff with Macho trying to come back. Yeah, so I don't know if that ended up being a thing where they just said, all right, so we'll just stick with this and I never got around to creating that story up. But just all in all, without speculating and saying maybe it's this, maybe it's that, the thing that I know is, is that he has left. They thought he was going to sign up until the end. They even, especially Brandy, was set up with a story with um, with uh, oh, Paige Van Zandt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody, Cody wasn't involved in that. So Cody was more hesitant and less likely to sign. And it looked a little bit like there would be a period where he would maybe be off television after losing the the belt to Sammy Guevara. But it looked like a period where he maybe take some time off to negotiate this and, and settle on what he had to do. But there was no plan to, to take Brandy off TV. But I think with this whole announcement, I think the shit hit the fan completely and they decided they were both going to go because... It was her that was staying on TV. It was him that was working without a contract, actually for 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 a few weeks. That contract hasn't run out when the statement was made. That contract ran out a little bit before that. So, I, I think that I think I think with, for that to come out is the final thing that says this isn't going to get sorted out. And I think with the WWE being interested, I, and and Vince actually having a story with it. And I'm talking Vince, like I'm not talking like Bruce Pritchard's made a pitch or. Michael Hayes has made a pitch, or Ryan Ward, or um, or Shane McMahon, or Triple H, or, or anybody. Like Vince McMahon has an idea, so that that's going to lead to him coming in, I believe. You know what this idea is? No, no one does. I it, it's hard to buy that they would push him as like a major contender, other than let's change the IC title back to the way it used to look. Um. I mean, he's going to go against Roman. We're going to supposed to believe that. I think. I think he'll be hated too when he comes back. When you hear there's an idea, and it leads to Cody Rhodes coming in, it's not a gimmick. It's not Stardust or anything like sure, that. Sure, it's going to be Cody Rhodes. I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's Cody Rhodes, and it's the freedom to be the Cody Rhodes he wants to be, which I believe. So. I don't know if this is the idea, but I've heard from somebody who I can't say who is that there was an issue with him not turning heel because um, he, he he told Tony Khan that he didn't want to do it. Hmm. Now, the internal belief is, is that the reason Cody Rhodes didn't want to turn heel is because everything he had to do and say, as part of that turn, he wanted to save and keep fresh to move over to the WWE. Because he knew for some time that he wasn't going to renew that deal and that he was was ready to go. I was told that the whole role model thing is bullshit. They said it's bullshit. He's not John Cena. He actually doesn't even really believe that he's John Cena. And that the real reason behind this was is that he doesn't want to waste any of the material that he has uh, when he can do it all in WWE. So I think this could be a character that says, you fired me and now I'm back to take out the people that you love kind of thing. Mm. I, I think it could be the outsider coming in, which would explain why he didn't turn heel. Because if you turn heel there yeah, and you're two months into it and then you want to, but you really want to leave, what, what is it you're bringing over? I mean, there's one philosophy that says to me, okay, get real hot like Pillman yeah. and then leave for more money so they can actually 
you know, sample what you're going to do. Um, but as, as, as I said, this is not a 100% fact. This is somebody who knows him and who works, at, who works for WWE who, um, who told me this is probably what he's doing. You know, my prediction is obviously, like I said, day after WrestleMania, he comes back and I think he's going to do a Jeff Jarrett, but in a better way and get the microphone, be smiley and then turn it heelish where he just, he pipe bombs as everyone says and uh, tells what happened and why he left and, you know, how they kept him down and really just, you know, tell truths, but, you know, as they know it's coming, but they're still the truth. That that's my thought. Um, I mean, one, one thing I will say is that the guy the guy is able to talk and he can cut a better promo than most of the people in in WWE. The problem is is that when he had the license to book for himself, we saw that said promo and that said program over and over again, which was him um, him getting into a very like personal feud where he would cut like long monologues and he would lose and then he would end up winning and we, and we saw, and he would end up bleeding. And we saw that <laughs> time and time again. Uh, he didn't actually get a loss against Anthony Ogogo, but that was the same thing where he became Mr. Patriotic. Um, he became <laughs> he was at war with England. <laughs> yeah. He became the guy that like sort of um, the, the, the first ever guy to have a mixed race child. He, he united black and white worldwide. He tried to take credit for that. Um, he had that win. He had that program with like Brody Lee, uh, where he was, where you know people turn around and said Brody Lee was the greatest uh, TNT champion of all times mm-hmm. because he, he had it for like a month. or I was so. to say because there was only three of them or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and he yeah. Um, but but then he also had that um, had that same program with with MGF MJF where MJF turned on him and uh, when when he lost to Jericho as well. So. We've seen that. We've seen him lose and then like chase revenge in programs, and it seems to be the only thing that he could do. And it's always like cutting long promos about how personal it is to him and how personal it's become. And it's, I think he needs to step away from the part where he is in charge of coming up with ideas and reasons as to why he should be wrestling people. I mean, WWE would do that for you. They're terrible. They just throw out matches for no reason. So there needs to be a little bit more reason there. But I always see sort of Cody Rose as like the poor man's version of Edge, whereas Edge comes in there. He's thrust into programs with people. But in his promos, he always makes it make sense. But even Edge can get to the point where in this current WWE climate, he can be repetitive where he's always in a program where, okay, you're working with Seth Rollins. Okay, now you're working with The Miz. And he has to find his own ways to make it really personal, to make it a program that somebody will care about. Mm-hmm. And that's always like the handicap that they give Edge. Um, and it's like, I, I don't know if Cody had that handicap in, in AEW where they said, hey, you're going to work with MJF. You're going to work with Brody Lee. You're going to work with uh, Anthony Gogo. You're going to work with Andrade, Malachi Black. And you need to find ways to make it interesting. And the only thing he could come up with was the same stuff every time. But anyway, I think I, I, just to get off this, I think he's, I think he is coming in. That's my understanding. Uh, you had another story last week because it was a, it's a slow week and I, I respect more when you say, well, nothing's going on this week. Well, you know, well, what am I going to force stuff? But it's like, it's stuff that's out there anyway. I mean, I could talk about Steve Austin because that's my story in the first place. There so, you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with is is Steve Austin doing this match? And if he is, is it just in jeans and a nonsense match? He's not going to be in full tights. Well, I, I told you what Ronda Rousey was going to wear. Um, but uh, I haven't really seen people uh, talking about that when someone, when I turned around and said three months before she's coming back. And then a week before, when someone else is credited for the story, I say, okay, this is what she's going to be wearing. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, but on this instance, I can't tell you what he's going to be wearing at this point in time. I, I do know that he's been training for a while. But when I said, and I was the first one to say, that Steve Austin is going to be heavily involved in WrestleMania, my initial understanding, there were only two ideas, which I broke here on the show. Do you recall what they were? Uh, was it one of them? Was one of them hosting by chance? 
Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I don't even think that's a... I'm like, who cares about that? What's the other one? Yeah, the first one was the host. Um, was They were thinking about having him to be the host, and that was going to be the payoff to McMahon and Austin Derry, where he uh. ended up stunning Austin Derry. The other one was for him to be... And, the, and at one point, they were thinking, why don't we do both across two nights? The other one was to have him as the enforcer. Yes, uh, referee. The, the referee enforcer. for the Roman uh, Lesnar match so that he would keep the Usos away from the ring. The issue with that is, is that we didn't really get that finish at day one where the Usos and Paul Heyman, where, where Paul Heyman would turn on Brock Lesnar and the Usos would be involved in the finish, etc., which is how we got the belt, uh, which is how we got from Brock never getting the belt mm-hmm. and still managing to get a third title match, obviously via the Royal Rumble. So that story has been tweaked slightly, but we've we've always been on here to report the the changes with that correctly as they've happened with the belt going to Lashley, etc. So as things stand, he's not going to be doing that. But I, they want to commit to him finding a, a a bigger role, which is which is finally doing this wrestling match. And with Steve Austin doing this. Don't think to yourself, it's so much about Dallas. And and that Dallas will be the one-and-done situation that is being reported in the sheets. If Steve Austin does this match, the primary reason for Steve... And when I say if, yeah. I mean he's going to probably do this match. Um, and, and the primary reason for it is simply because Steve Austin has been mulling over and tentatively knocking back five to six million dollar offers to do single matches in Saudi. Mm. There is a list of matches there that they want Steve Austin to do, which includes wrestling against Goldberg, uh, which I don't think will will happen because if Steve Austin's going to come back, the list is going to be very much going up against guys that can protect Steve Austin. Yeah, you're and it can at, work and do all yeah, the work You're looking from. at, right, Owens, AJ, Rollins, I would think. Um, for him to get into the ring with, with Goldberg, as wanted by the the Saudi prince, then they, there would have to be a whole, whole a whole lot of preparation and a whole load of comfort on Austin's side in order to go and do that. But these are the kind of things that are on the table in terms of. At one point, we were so close. We were so close to seeing Steve Austin versus Triple H in Saudi when Triple H was healthy. That was really close. That was really close to happening before they ended up going with a a tag team deal with Shawn Michaels coming back instead. Um, that, that, that was around about that time. That was near the, the start of these, these Saudi deals. So we've been close with it before. And I think if they pull the trigger on this, and this alone will be two or three mil anyway, mm-hmm. um, then, we co- then we open the door to taking a couple of years' worth of Saudi matches and Steve Austin pocketing another $25, $30 million, which will be which will be very close to I mean, if he makes another $25, 30 million, that's half of what he's made through his entire career. Because as big as those attitude years were, what people don't understand was is the twelve to ten million dollar years for Austin, right? Mm-hmm. There were only four of them. There's yeah. only four of them, right? He's not he, he, his run isn't as long as people think. I know people put him up there in high regard and with Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he was only massively active in '97 as a top as a top guy. '97, '98, '99, and he missed nearly all of '99. Uh, sorry, he missed nearly all of 2000. So '97, '98, '99 missed nearly all of 2000, and then we had 2001 where he was primarily a heel. So. You only have those four years. Obviously, on paper, it'll be six years because you, the King of the Rings in in, in 96, there's, there's obviously a bounce from that. He is actually employed in 2000, and in 2002, he stays around till May. But you've got four peak Steve Austin years where he's the number one guy shifting a shit ton of merchandise. So Steve Austin's fortune is probably around about 60, 70 million. Uh, and some of that has been aided by being a merchandise seller since he left the company. I mean, Steve Austin's Steve Austin's been paid around four hundred thousand dollars a year just just to have his involvement, just to have his legends deal with the WWE. And on top of that, in this particular year, when it went back to touring, and we saw like the um, 
the, the the prominent release of the Austin 316 shirts of the city shirts of Brooklyn 316, Dallas 316, Phoenix 316, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, this this has been a year where he rose to the second biggest merchandise seller in the year 2021. Um, although you know that was only for the the house show period, but still he still was enough to get him second, and uh, that would have been that would have seen him pocketing an additional million dollars on top of that as well. But if you look at all of that, and then you look at it compared to, I worked a full year with this company for 12 million dollars. I worked a full year on top. I worked house shows. I did all of that shit. I can match. I can match what I made through the peak years of the Attitude Era by making two appearances in Saudi Arabia, one in February and one in November every year. In fact, they're they're gonna they're gonna up their um, up their shows to three shows a year in order to compensate for the pandemic. Now uh, they'll 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 be they'll they'll be an introduction of a of a of a summer show at some point. My mm. understanding is. Um, so yeah, I mean, Steve Austin can be reeling off 15, 16, 15 to twenty million dollars a year by doing by doing three matches if he wants to. So, um, but so, I think at some point you will need to adhere to the request where they say we want you to go in there with Goldberg, we want you to go in there with Triple H, we want you to go in there with well, John Cena's not going to go there. So mm-hmm. how are you going to do that? I don't know. You, you're not going to be able to. But yeah, this is what they want. And so. You're thinking this is not going to be that street fight type of match where he's in jeans and everything. You think he's going to be in full what he was gear, or is he going to be, no. or is this going to be? He's going to be hiding. I, I don't disregard that it's going to be some kind of like Texas street fight or <laughs> yeah. or, or, or bull rope match or yeah or, or something you know something that they can do. Um, I almost feel that. There was a dog collar match announced on AW this week, and I almost feel that maybe maybe something is something they they know something in terms of if they do a really really good dog collar match, people will not think anything of the fact that WWE are doing a Texas strap. What's it called? The Texas strap match or? Yeah, just be a strap match. I mean, well, you would call well, it Texas, <laughs> you know, you wherever you're Texas, at. Or you do, or you do Texas Death Match, and Owens just bull rope I mean, match. This, one of those. this is the thing. My belief is that Owens has been chosen not because we do the stunner versus stunner thing, mm-hmm. but my belief is is that if there is some kind of Texas Death Match, then he will take bumps that other people didn't want to take. I mean, we've seen this guy take a massive bump off the WrestleMania sign. Yeah, uh, we've seen him come off cages and stuff. This is what. He's not Mick Foley, but this is the guy who who's willing to do Mick Foley type things. And I believe the way that you hide Austin in this match and make it memorable is just for Kevin Owens to to do things in that match where that's all you remember how badly Owens got his shit kicked. Obviously, the IWC community and the people who appreciate the work rate, etc., will understand exactly what they saw. Um, and that's really the problem that I have with it because that fan base has primarily become the fan base at this juncture. Like, they'll understand that you're hiding the fact that Steve Austin can't come out and, and wrestle and doesn't want to take shit on his neck, and he yeah. won't. I mean, Steve Austin's not going to go there and do what Edge done. He's not going to get spine busters on his neck and and pop up power bombs or anything like that. But I do think he's going to go out there and brawl, and I do think that they're going to um, they, they're going to hit each other with things, and, and Owens is going to primarily be taking the brunt of the bumps. But yeah, I my understanding is is that it is that this is this this is happening um, because it's easy it's easy to go to navigate from where he was at once he already agreed to do WrestleMania and he was going to be heavily involved for this to now for this to now come up it means the money can be right and it means that he can turn around and go okay I did one do you, do you remember the Shawn Michaels thing in two thousand and two where he came out and said, I genuinely thought I was coming to wrestle Triple H for one match, right? Yeah. But then Vince McMahon puts him over in the match. We do the injury angle at the end, but Vince McMahon puts him over. Now, to do that, to make that decision in 2002, when Triple H is your top heel and Shawn Michaels says he's wrestling one match and to put Shawn Michaels over, there's no way... That you are that you think this, that Shawn Michaels is doing one match. So 
I think this is going to be more of a situation where Steve Austin knows prior to WrestleMania. And I think even if he does tell them, this is my only match, uh, I found getting ready for this match really hard. Mm. I found training and taking the bumps really difficult. So this is going to be my only match. They're still going to put him over in Texas, right? He's mm-hmm. not going to lose. Yeah. So th- I-, I wouldn't worry about that. Um, but with the Shawn Michaels thing back in 2002, I think that was a case of, yes, it's going to be one and done. But in the week's or the days leading up to that match at SummerSlam, I think it was decided already that Michaels was going to be able to give Triple H the win back because there's no way he would have gone over otherwise. And I think Steve Austin will know, and his body will know, if Steve Austin is going to do more than WrestleMania afterwards. And I think he's doing this not just to wrestle in Texas, because I feel I believe that his send-off against The Rock, he would be happier with that then he would be doing one more match in Texas. I don't think he needs $5 million, but does he need or want $35 million to do, you know, to do these Saudi dates? I would say, yeah, I would say this is what he's trying to do. I believe hard to leave on this the table. Is being, I believe this is being done to see, all right, so they pull the money truck up and I'll take it. And the, and a part of the reason I'm going to take it is to see if I can take these other dates too. That 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 that's got to that's got to be the reason. Uh, do you have any more news, or do you want to get into the elimination chamber and run through that quickly with some uh, opinions? And uh, if you have betting lines on them, or if you just want to go over them. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go over the betting lines. Sorry, someone I just see my son in a my kids in a viral clip. I just someone just sent me. <laughs> so. On the, uh, I'm looking at a web page where it has all the matches in there. So we got the uh, the Elimination Chamber match itself, and that is the one with Bobby Lashley as the world champion uh, against AJ, against Austin, against Brock, against Seth, and against Riddle. My thought is that Bobby is leaving here with the championship. Um, the odds have Brock Lesnar as the favorite here. Really? One to two. Yeah. Do you think um, this in your own, like, just being a fan? Do you think that? I don't. I don't think... I, I think it's got to be, obviously, Brock and Roman, and I don't think they're doing the, the title for title thing, which, I listen, I wish they did, because I, I hope it becomes one. But I don't see that happening, and why would they have just... They give it away to give it back? Yeah, um... I mean, I'll run through the rest of the field. Okay. Uh, Lashley's, Lashley's three to one, Riddle's six to one, Rollins is six to one, Styles is ten to one, and Austin Theory's forty to one. Um, my understanding with this match was is that Lashley's going to lose the title anyway. Um, the only the only thing that they were deciding upon was whether Matt Riddle and Randy Orton was going to have the championship, or whether Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns was going to be title for title because they already have Ronda and Charlotte on the other night and they already have matches coming up like Steve Austin is going to be on the card. And also um, they're looking to get to edge versus AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. So they have enough to make both nights relatively important. So the idea of putting the title on Brock Lesnar isn't, isn't, isn't that ridiculous, especially with the fact that it would be um, a non-unification. It would be, it would be title for title and the winner would be would be the champ champ would be would be Roman two belts or Lesnar two belts as opposed to unifying the titles, which means that at any given point they can do separate title a separate defense of one belt and split them up again. Now, I completely disagree with that way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I believe you just now commit to it because the idea was is that you do put these two belts together and you put every belt together by the time WrestleMania 40 comes around. And the the idea for the, the, the next year's WrestleMania, if you didn't do it this year, was for The Rock to have one of these belts. Mm. Because that was that was the way you were going to get to to Rock and Roman, by, by having The Rock have one of these championships and make that match as big as possible. Now, if they feel that that doesn't need to have it, then they can make this match as big as possible. Then you can head towards unifying the other titles. My, my belief was that you were going to do Ronda versus Becky this year and Roman versus Brock this year. And you were going to do Becky versus Ronda again next year to unify. 
and Rock versus Roman next year to unify and make WrestleMania really 39 really big. And then WrestleMania 40 starts again with, um, with, with, with the new, with just singular championships. And then you make a decision on whether you do the two-night thing, which is very odd because when the two-night WrestleMania was first pitched, WrestleMania 36 was an accident. And my information was, is that the next two-night WrestleMania, where they were going to go two nights permanently, was going to be at WrestleMania 40, with the idea being that in future two-night WrestleManias, night one would be a smaller venue with, with, oh. higher, ticket pr- with, with higher ticket pricing um, and, and a smaller card. So it'd be like the appetizer, which would have a, a big main event on it. So it would have a main event, uh, but it would it'd be a smaller card. Hmm. So the original plan was is to have six matches at Madison Square Garden and on the Saturday night and eight matches at MetLife Stadium on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. That was the working plan for WrestleMania 40. So, and then you continue that going when you move around from, from city to city because the feeling was is that the stadium WrestleMania wasn't as wasn't as loud and wasn't as uh, you, you know you lost the sound there you lost the sound on the um on on the, on the WrestleMania on the WrestleMania card through through having it in the stadium so they wanted to sort of obviously make money on two nights and once you play your um what what what, what did was it say your home fields once you play your once you play your home fields once you play your WWE territories uh, it gives you a better chance to elicit that response and to sell out arenas frequently for a higher price bracket now I'm talking about $4,000 ringside seats at Madison Square Garden I'm talking about $400 for a Wrestlemania ticket to sit anywhere so do we know that it's going to be in New York after LA we don't we don't because we don't know because we don't know now if they're just going to go stadium, stadium for two nights in a row. Because when do, you yeah, said New York for 40, I was like, did did you hear this? I didn't know if that was just something that yeah, you're just New, coming New off York, top well, of your New York was 40, was, which was a while back. This was after 36. And the idea was to implement a plan from 40. So 37 would have been in Tampa one night. 38 would have been in Dallas one night. Uh, sorry, 38 originally was going to be in SoFi, right? Was it originally? Uh, yeah, and then they flip-flopped it, right? They said, let's yep. push, flip that over one. Yeah. 39, 39 was going to be in Vegas, and 40 was going to be in New York. So this Dallas one popped in out of nowhere. It wasn't even on the, it wasn't even on the agenda. It was, it was somewhere that was on a list of places we need to go back to, along with Paul Minnesota, who have been over WrestleMania <laughs> for about 10 years, right? <laughs> it's like they, they, they've been meaning to go there for a long time. So... 40 was supposed to be this this two-night WrestleMania, but the idea was is that we aren't going to try and sell out a city twice mm-hmm. for 80,000 people. The idea was is that we are going to put night one in a massive hardcore town like Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston, or New York. Mm-hmm. We are going to rape people with the ticket prices with charging them $400 just to get in, mm-hmm. and we're going to sell ringside for a ridiculous price for night one. And in night two, we're going to attempt to do a shorter show in a stadium. Now, this also included that on some occasions where they would go to a Minnesota, for example, or a Texas, this would have meant that, that Texas didn't get both nights of the mania. This would have meant that unless, you, if you, unless you're in a New York market or the Boston market or the Philadelphia market or wherever, you would go to your home favorites. You would go to your regular sellouts and you would give them the WrestleManias for night one. And night two could be on the West Coast. You go East Coast, mm. West Coast. You could go Saudi West Coast, Saudi East Coast, um, UK, USA. Like you can do whatever you want with this. It wasn't going to be a case of we're doing it all in New York. The first one was because it's Madison Square Garden, MetLife Stadium combination, and this was one hundred percent booked for forty. Like I knew price plans, everything. I knew how they were going to price it. I knew, Cav how they were going to make the same amount of money from Madison Square Garden as they were going to do from MetLife Stadium through their pricing. Put that in, get your head around that. One has four times more people. <laughs> so that that's how they were going to do it. It's kind of kind of like just main roster NXT takeover the night prior. Yes and no, because I don't, obviously, I think they would have made it as even as possible. Like, you, you, you would have got, 
you would have got a match. And, and they're not stupid. They know that they've got you, you've got your styles, your AJ Styles is your Seth Rollins, your um, you know all all the guys that came through from NXT and the Indies mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. They know that these guys can sell out New York. They know that's the hard talk territory. We know this is the audience where they want to see Edge versus AJ Styles, right? We we know that you know the the, the John Cena match can go on at the stadium, and or or, or, or you know the Undertaker return or um, or you know your WWE title match or or whatever Ronda Rousey's match that can go off the stadium. But you know that if you put the right combination of the big indie workers on at Madison Square Garden. You know that you can sell it out. So would they be calling it WrestleMania too? Yeah, WrestleMania Night One. Really, it would just be still be called WrestleMania Night One. Okay. Well, this, this is this is this is what plans were. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be now. If this Dallas thing is successful, which at the moment it isn't, the reason why you're seeing you know the big play to get Ronda back, the reason why you're seeing that um, Steve Austin is going to be finally paid enough to to do this. The reason why you may even see The Rock coming and challenging Roman at the end of the show or why they're still trying to get The Undertaker to wrestle on it is because they're nowhere near sold out on any of the nights. Mm. They're not even halfway sold out on any of the nights. Weren't they hurting so, the first time that it was in Dallas, even though they said it's like the indoor, their fake record stuff? I thought there was some a problem with uh, the first time because everyone was injured on that first one. Everyone was injured, but they were... They they restart. So what when they book a stadium before they cancel it, um, like they did at WrestleMania Seven, they have minimum configurations in, and in order to hit the minimum configuration, they have different pricing points where they'll they'll take tickets down to a certain price. You, know, you can do buy one get one free. Mm-hmm. You can do kids prices. You can start giving them away to corporate partners and and businesses in the local area, um, and you'll do everything you can to hit the minimum. And what the minimum configuration basically means is, is that you're going to do the show to have a, you're going to set the building up in a certain way so that it doesn't look bad. And they would go to somewhere like AT&T Stadium and they would go, okay, with this many banners and by tapering off the whole top section and by putting screens here, here and here, we can make 60,000 people look full. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the number, but I'm telling you how it works. It would probably be less. It would probably be something like 54,000. So I think they know that with 54,000 people at Dallas Stadium, they know that they can make it look full. And that would be the minimums I think they're shooting for for both nights. I don't think you're going to hear that they've done 100,000 this time. I don't think you're going to hear it. I think you're going to hear Because I'm like, them. for two nights, 100,000 each? Jeez. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna hear them say they've done about eighty thousand across uh, eighty thousand a night, with the real figure being around about sixty, sixty-five. <laughs> oh my I think god! And, and I think they're gonna give away. They're gonna be giving away about ten, fifteen thousand tickets a night. It's like lying and saying you're eight inches when you're five. For God's sake! Uh, let's go through these real quickly before. Uh, <laughs> And maybe not spend so much time. We've been uh, going through. It's been a good show. You've had a lot of good information, and uh, I think people will like it. Becky Lynch. Uh, yeah, Becky Lynch and Leah. Like yeah. Becky's, Becky's 1-16 favorite, so. I would assume this, too. Do you think Is Lita hanging around to do uh, some more dates here, or is this is it the fake, I'm, I'm staying around just to make people think she could win? No, I think she's, she's staying around. It's similar to Edge. In terms of my understanding, it's similar to Edge because there was an offer for her to go to the other company and she did what Edge did, which is, hey, uh, I'm, I'm loyal to you guys, but if you're not going to, if you don't want me to wrestle ever again, if you don't think I've got one more run in me, um, these guys do. Mm-hmm. So it was a case of them turning around and going, oh, yeah, well, if they're... They're so they're, scared to lose anybody to them. <laughs> Anybody with a name, yeah. Yeah, just so, the yeah, with a name, they, yeah. They don't want to give up a name. Yeah, so it's always a case of, well, if they're going to pay you, then... Um, That's crazy, because you. it wouldn't even matter. Like, Punk didn't change the ratings to the world and everything. What are they being? What would they be afraid of? They don't want Lita. It's like, go ahead, go over there. Why? It's, it's never going to, like, be the main company, so... Uh, they freak out. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Uh, the one problem I'm having here is... They they do a good job with Goldberg's promos trying to make you believe and saying, you know, I believe differently now and I got myself together and, you know, it's going to be the real Goldberg this time. 
So you go, oh, okay, maybe there's chance. So then he loses again. You go, well, where's where's the credibility now? Um, but then again, we also thought uh, he Brock was going to beat him, and he beat Brock in four seconds. So uh, I, there's no way they obviously have Roman lose this match, though. But they painted him into no, a corner. No, stupid thing that Billy Ray said where he said it would be good if Goldberg won and just lost it on the SmackDown. Oh, God, that would be... You imagine you waste all that time. It would be fine if it wasn't all this time. You have all that time in a row. You can't do that just to do it. Um, I get it no, if it was earlier, though, because they'd be like, oh, you know, because that's how we got Brock. It was like, oh, my God, and I was fine with it. But when somebody has a streak like this, you can't do that. This is Goldberg. So Goldberg's out of contract now with the, with the WWE, but like the, the Saudi stuff is all paid separately. Mm-hmm. So this could be his his last match. I don't know how much desire there is in with, even in Saudi to see him wrestle any more people here on this main roster. But at the end of the day, like this this couple of million dollars is nothing to them. Like it's it, it's really it's hard, really hard to explain to people. How little two million dollars is to these people who they actually have billions? Yeah. So if the, you know, just you know, it'll almost be a case of where um, they could be sitting at dinner tonight, and the the prince could say to Goldberg a little bit and be like, "Oh, we look forward to. It's always good to see you again." And he could turn around and go, "Oh, well, you know, this is the last time you're going to see me. I don't, I don't have a deal anymore." And they turn around and go, "Oh, we'll sort that out for you." So <laughs> you know, it's. Um, it's not. It's not. It's not a big deal to to get a new deal when primarily this is being paid by by other people. I mean, the WWE deal that was stretched because of this Saudi deal. The WWE deal was stretched out for ages because what they paid him to do to do six matches was stretched out for years. So they they were able to keep him fresh by being able to use him at Saudi on someone else's payroll. So, but this is really the end of it for this current one. Uh, the women's elimination chamber match. This is with Rhea Ripley. This is Bianca Belair. This is Liv Morgan, who had a great outfit on, by the way, and they don't ever let her win anything. Uh, old Piper Nevin, Dewdrop, Nikki Ass, and now Alexa Bliss, who is in here, which uh, I, I had so many problems this week with this therapist session. <laughs> Such nonsense. Um, I I would assume this is for Bianca to win again, and it, it it's getting boring to me with Bianca always being the you know that she won. They did the whole make Rhea look good thing last week, and and how many times did Rhea's top fall out? It's three weeks in a row that her tits have fallen out, and it was more than three times in this match by itself. So I'm waiting for them to tell her you got to come out in a vest. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't interest me that much when she looks like she does. So, <laughs> did you see Bianca pulling her top up for during the abdominal stretch? You got to look at this. She's grabbing, and I'm like, "What is she doing?" She grabs full handful of that vest and yanks it up, and they go camera from the reverse side. You're seeing the bottom of Rhea's tits at this point because she's pulling it up so much. So they must have said, "Hey, pull your effing top up already." And uh, I guess that's what they did. Make her cut, if they're going to make a cut of hair like that, then she wants to have some sex appeal. <laughs> She's like, look, I'm a really a woman. Look, you see these things? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Bianca's the favorite here. She's the same odds as Brock Lesnar. So, wow. um, again, I don't, really, I don't really know anything about this one like I do with the other one. I know that Brock is supposed to be winning, and they were thinking about Matt Riddle. Um and, and and I've heard nothing about them keeping it on Lashley at the moment. So wow. well, we'll see. Like, so by, surprised by, by that. Like, once, well, I don't put any betting picks out until I get 100% sure. concrete information. And where uh, are as they? Late, as late as possible. Hey, Where are the betting picks? Oh, the betting picks will be at thedaysheets.com or they'll be at lockbetting.com. Um, yeah, but here I, here I think it's all set up for Bianca to win. Um, the, this means, obviously, that because of the switch up between Charlotte to Becky for Ronda Rousey, the Sasha Banks now is out of a big match at WrestleMania. So it'd be interesting to see what she ends up doing. Um, there was talk about doing Sasha and Bailey against the Bella Twins mm. and trying to move the, the tag belts off 
quickly, um, which which are currently there on Carmella and Zelina. Um, you could do that as a three way match or something instead, because you, then you keep the um, you keep those two other girls on WrestleMania because they do deserve to be on it. But yeah, at the moment, there's no real concrete plan for Sasha Banks. But here, I can't see past Bianca winning. But Bianca and Becky's already been a feud this year anyway, so it's weird that you do that as your main match. I can only think this would be an opener on on night two. And do you think she beats Becky in in the same amount of time that Becky beat her? No. Like a shocking open the show, you know? No, I think they've had enough regular matches. Well, I mean, Jesus, like, you think about this match. One year, like, Flair and Hogan didn't happen because they'd seen it nationwide and they didn't like it. Um, They didn't like how it was looking and they didn't like the audience responses to it. Mm -hmm. They didn't like the ticket sales, etc. But, in this instance, they probably do like the match, but every person who's been to a WWE show, including me, who's been to like just one in the UK, or, or two actually, but I've seen this match already. Um, and everybody from, you know, from, from whatever country you're in, the WWE toured in, or whatever state you're in, whether you're in like a tiny little place like Des Moines, Iowa, or whether you've been to like Madison Square Garden, you've already watched this match. So... It's really weird to like put this on the Mania card, but I think that is the direction they're going. I can't see any other winner here at all, which shows you the weakness of the Raw division. And and Becky should actually come through with the belt uh, because if you're facing Ronda Rousey next year, you should come through with a belt. Unless, of course, you're going to be going over to SmackDown to face Ronda over there, which means that that puts unification out of the window. But I'd have Becky win here. I'd have Ronda win here. And I'd have them come together next year. Uh, as strong, strong champions. That's what I would do. Uh, Ronda and Naomi versus Sonya and Charlotte. Uh, you know, they got to, have to do the little warm-up for what we're going to get at Mania by doing that tag match thing. The, the former, like, Saturday Night Main event where you would tag up beforehand. Um, Naomi and Ronda are huge favorites uh, at 1-7. to seven. But keep an eye on this match because my understanding is is that this show is babyface heavy. Mm-hmm. If you look at the exceptions being uh, Becky Lynch and, and Roman Reigns uh, and the Usos as well. So it's it's babyface heavy and it's predictable as well. So there is actually talk in terms of putting an upset on this show. And it could be either The Miz being Mysterio, um, Charlotte Flair and Sonya winning, or Drew McIntyre losing to Mad Cat Moss, which would be unbelievably bad. Um, so yeah, there is there is talk uh, there is talk about um, putting a result on there because they know what people think, and it's going to be echoed even more tomorrow once the polls go out on Instagram in terms of people voting for who wins what matches. And, and plus, so, you know that I would assume Charlotte is losing to Ronda at Mania, and Sonya will be losing to Naomi at Mania, so they win this to get the heat going into Mania, no? Yeah, I think there's a good chance that they do. I mean, I, I feel that the one to seven price, like when you when you sports bet, you're always looking for underdog value. And I think that the underdog value does lie in the under the the, the heels here because I think they, they need to win. If Ronda if Ronda makes Sonya tap out, which probably is going to be what happens, because WWE don't think the way we do. Yeah. Um you know, it's not really a it's not really a big surprise. I think that I do believe, gun to my head, that would be the finish. But I, I think this is worth looking at as an as an upset. Usos versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, I, I am shocked they're still on with the Viking Raiders at all. It's just such a lead balloon. It goes over like SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I would say that the Usos will win this, and it's pretty much they're just letting the Viking Raiders have a match because they don't have money tag teams. Well, originally, um, Brock and Roman were supposed to be in this match on, on as part of the teams. Um, so we ended up getting to this match without without those two guys being involved. Um, that six-man tag, I don't believe you'll ever see it unless WWE <laughs> randomly announced. They so randomly horrible. announced an episode of Saturday Night's main event. Suddenly, <laughs> They'll ruin main Saturday Night's main event next. Don't, don't touch Saturday Night's main event. Uh, yeah, I think the Usos win. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus your buddy, Mad Cat Moss. Um, people are very high. I think it was Cornette that was like crazy high on Mad Cat Moss. And he said, though, he goes, 
he's doing what he has to do now because, you know, that's what he's given. But it's like, this is your job. What are you going to do? You put everything you have into it, kind of Stardust style. But he says, Madcap Moss can do everything. So I'm waiting to see this one day where I go, wow, Madcap is a, a great talent and this and that because I can't get past the character because I, I go nuts watching it. Yeah, I, I think that with Drew McIntyre moving on to a world title shot at some point after Mania, uh, you can't you can't really have him lose this yeah. at the moment. But I, I hear the same thing about Madcast, Mad Cat Moss. Yeah, I'm I'm dying to see you know what happened. I guess you know because he was Riddick Moss before this, and who knew? Because once uh, you come to the main roster, they forget everything that ever happened. Mysterio versus Miz. Um, God, that this is an actual hard one. I, I'll pick Mysterio just because Miz is doing dastardly stuff to beat him prior. So, um, yeah, I, I I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the kids Mysterio. in Saudi get Mysterio. You know, it's all yeah. That. You got the video, you got the video game cover and everything, but yeah, yeah. I, I think if anything gets picked out for something that they change, uh, because just because they're trying to make sure that nobody can turn around and go, oh, predicted the whole pay per view card. I think it'll be this one. I don't think it'll be Mad Cat Moss, and I just don't think they're going to have Charlotte pinning Naomi in that match. That's what they should do. That should be the one they choose. They should have that. They should. They should be that one for the sake of storyline. But I think it will be this one. Hell, it could be. Anything. You know what? It'd be really shocking is if they pinned Ronda because it's a tag match and you could get around it by cheating. By she gets knocked out by some nonsense. So like Charlotte like pins very cocky because it's not a real pin and it's like oh look I beat you when it's nonsense. But I know what you mean. They're not gonna do it. Um, just one last bit of news now that we're done with that. Um, the March pay-per-view has been cancelled. Um, they're, they're not doing a March pay-per-view now. So this is the last hmm. thing, and they'll run all the way to WrestleMania. So That's what I like. That's what I have said this for so long. Why don't you have the month before the pay-per-view of you know Mania? Leave it alone so we could build up something because, God forbid, they, they never do. It's, it's weeks in between, and they move on to another story. Yeah, so that's what, that's what they are. They, that's what they are doing. So... Um, that that March pay per view was so the, this elimination chamber was supposed to be an elimination chamber, and the uh, this elimination sorry this this pay per view was supposed to be um, a, a Saudi pay per view with, with, with a Saudi name, mm. um, and then which what was the what was the, what did they Crown call Jewel? The no, Crown Jewel was the one we just had, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they're like always Crown Jewel. And then they had the greatest Royal Rumble. I don't know what else they had then. They had something else. They had the one where... What, what was the one where Bray Wyatt lost the belt to to Goldberg? God, is there any... I, it, all I think is Crown Jewel. I can't remember what yeah, it was I'll called. I'll try to type it in. Uh, Go ahead. They had the... They had the yeah, Crown Jewel was the one where they had the King of the Ring, but I don't know if they had a different name for one in February. Or was that Crown Jewel as well? I think oh, they're always Crown Jewel. Um, no, it can't be. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll keep looking while you're doing it. But I got nothing. I got nothing to say. Um, but, but I mean, <laughs> so I'll run through the pay per view schedule. Yeah. So the so this pay per view was supposed to be a Saudi pay per view. The elimination chamber was supposed to be in March, and then and then Saudi's pay per view got changed to the elimination chamber. Uh, that was supposed was supposed to originally happen. You still got WrestleMania backlash. You then have an unnamed pay-per-view in Chicago, which will probably get a stupid new Super name. Showdown. That was it. There you yeah. go. Um, and then uh, you got Money in a Bank in a stadium in Vegas in July. Then you've got SummerSlam in July, um, four weeks stadium. after Money in the Bank. So SummerSlam is four weeks after Money in the Bank, and it's going to be on July the 30th in Nashville. And then uh, four, five weeks after that, you go to the U.K., which is basically the 30-year anniversary of SummerSlam, but it's not called SummerSlam. I really don't understand why you didn't give Nashville a, a normal, uh, different cut name to pay-per-view and put SummerSlam in the UK. You're saying SummerSlam's in July? Yeah. What? And there's a, and there's a, and there's a UK pay-per-view in September, on September the 3rd. So what's in August? Nothing. Wow. <laughs> 
Because because July is the last weekend of July. July the 30th. Wow. And September is the first weekend of September. Oh, that's whack. So August, August just gets missed by a week either side. <laughs> oh, my God. But what my point is, why is July's pay-per-view SummerSlam and September in the UK is not SummerSlam when it's 30 years after SummerSlam? I don't know if it's just time difference that they, you know, because look at what we're dealing with now. It's Well, for you, it's a great time. For me, I think it's 9 a.m. or something for this pay-per-view. Well, tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Well, I'd love to get up at 9 a.m. and watch wrestling. I know. And get I, out like, I'm getting up and I'm, I'll be in the golf studio with that on an iPad on the side. That'll be it. So, all right. Well, that is your wrestling informer this week. I hope you enjoyed. You got a lot of news, and we got right to it. There was uh, not much nonsense involved here, which is shocking but it for us. It wasn't. It wasn't a twenty-five minute show, and my body needed it to be. And you so. know, anytime you tell me let's do a half-hour show, I go, okay, I'll see you in an hour. Uh, well, that's it. So we'll be back next week. So some more information for you. You could uh, check out Billy. He's at K100 Informer on Twitter. He will get your tweets. And if you want to link me into them, because I reply to people if they ask a question, uh, you can go at Lingus Mafia and check out my pin tweet if you want to win some wrestling merchandise. Which Billy's still waiting for a signed turnbuckle if it ever comes Have back come to back me. To you? Is it come back? Nope. To you? Nope. Do you know where it is, though? No, I should check. I don't know if it would have the same tracking number as when I first shipped it to you or if it has a different one now that it's being shipped back. No, but I have the same one. I got to check then because, and I have insurance on it, thank God. Um, a signed turnbuckle, a WWF turnbuckle signed by Brett the Hitman Hart. So um, trying to get that out to you. But I've I've mailed out, for the people who have signed up to my Patreon, I mailed out the two winners that we've had so far by whoever signed up and we spun the so wheel. So the, the story so this isn't like a, anything to be concerned about if you're if you're anyone else. Just this that I don't know who's stupid here. Cavill, the post office, but he mailed it to me so that it would arrive so the card arrived on Christmas Eve and there was no there was no there was no there was no, was no delivery um on Christmas day. So they're supposed to deliver you like a card. Yeah. And they basically said that once it arrived this this parcel arrived to them on Christmas Eve or the twenty, I believe or I right? I sent it the first week of December. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah, so it arrived. It arrived with them on Christmas Eve, uh, and it said this. And even if you go online, it says this arrived with us. Oh, this arrived with us on the twenty fourth. So instead of issuing a delivery card on the twenty seventh or wherever, they just left it to me <laughs> to work out when they had it, and I was supposed to call them, which eventually I did because it had become so long. Yeah, uh, and eventually that that, that did happen. And it turned it turned around. Uh, no, they, I, I'm on their database, and they sent me an email saying, "Oh, you still haven't paid for this item." Oh I was God. like, "Well, I didn't know I was supposed to." And when I went when I called them up to say it did, it was like, "Oh, it was returned like yesterday." It's like it's going back today. It's like it's it's going the you. truck. It's like yeah, it's with so it's with you right now. Yeah, we just processed it yesterday and put it onto the truck. I was like, "To get it off, then They're yeah, like, no, unprocessed. It has to go all the way back round." The other side of the world. Oh my so they God. gave me one day's notice. Uh, they gave me one day's notice on the reminder and zero days when it first arrived. And the same thing's almost happened now where I actually did get the card for my uh, Brett Favre helmet. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if I don't pay it by Monday, it's going to go back because that that's how much notice. So yeah, I'm going to pay that as soon. I've been sick for the last two days and it's, I've just been looking at this card on the side um, thinking I'll obviously just do it beforehand. But like, I'm no, not you take got, risk. now I'm you got to tomorrow because you, nothing's open on Sunday, so you'd be screwed. No, no, no. This just means when they get to the office on Monday, they need to see that the payment's been made so they can not process it to go back. Hmm. That's it. So, yeah, I'll do that now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week. I'm Kev. He's Billy. Talk to you next time.